Well, have you ever seen something in the sky that you can't explain? A UFO in the most technical sense in that it's an unidentified flying object. Um, no, I think I've always been able to identify everything I've ever seen in the sky. Yeah. Everything, every yes. type of bird or flying yep. thing. Yeah, I'm pretty, 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 pretty sure I've got okay. a a good good knowledge of everything um, aerial. Every, everything, everything that is above the ground, you have an, an ironclad knowledge of. Yeah. I right. mentioned just because the other day I was out and um, I was with some friends and we saw like these weird lights that seemed to just kind of float in the sky like we were, we were doing some stargazing it was really nice we mm. saw a couple of shooting stars i can explain that it's a shooting star yeah but then there were these just, these just weird glowy lights that just kind of hung in the air and wobbled around they weren't satellites because satellites move in a very clear defined arc across the sky at consistent speed plane yeah blip and flash and there was just these weird lights that hung there and kind of wobbled and i wanted to know if am i actually going crazy or have you seen any sort of similar phenomena? No, uh, you're going crazy, 100%. Like, th- th- oh. this is absurd. Oh. Absolutely absurd. Are you telling me that you are now a believer in UFOs? In the Absolutely not, not. I, strictly strict sense of unidentified flight. I, I don't think that it's an alien up there that's about to come and, and probe me. Okay, positive. No. Positive, good. I, good. I They're not onto us, it's, it's great. Yep. Dun, 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 <laughs> pulls the face off yeah. like body snatchers style yeah um no i just think that it's there's probably an explanation out there yeah i just don't have it which yeah. is unsettling especially when i thought yeah ufos load of old bunkum okay nothing to do with it but right. yeah just a I'll, bit I'll, of a weird experience. I'll, th- I'll throw my my 10p into the mix um so one of the things that i was going to talk about in slice of life was um a show called ancient apocalypse which is on Netflix. Um, and it's basically this uh, reporter dude going all around the world, looking at ancient sites and trying to prove his theory that the, that humans existed, bef- uh, intelligent humans um, beyond hunter gatherer existed um, pre ice age, which is not what um, archeologists believe. So he's basically trying to say that there was advanced civilizations before um, the records that before mm. what we believe is historically accurate. Um, and okay. he has this real knack for just posing questions and trying to use that as evidence. And I think this is like very common of conspiracy theorists in general, like with, flat earthers and everything it's like well hey this is here but how is it here and they use that as evidence. well what if it was this well yeah but but it's yeah, but but what you if don't it was literally anything else yeah exactly yeah you can't just make up questions to support your own arguments and it's he does it so much it's like it's so tiresome every two minutes it's what if this what if this what if this so, yeah, that's a lot of what ifs but it's got to be compelling enough that you've watched it all. So it was recommended to me by someone at school. So I, I, I haven't watched it all. I've watched about three, three or four episodes out of the, like, I don't know, seven part series or something. Um, and some bits are like, okay, that sounds fun. And then I remember that, you know, like they have no counter evidence whatsoever. They don't, they say archaeologists, um, don't want to look at this site because they just don't think that it's worth it. And it's, they don't actually speak to any archaeologists to find out their opinion. It's just, Hey, oh. this is what they say. And there's, there's bits where it's just brushed under the carpet comments like, um, 
Archaeologists widely dispute this, but what if? And it's like, what? Well, no, hold on a minute. Well, what if, if again? <laughs> what if? What if you speak to an archaeologist and see why it's widely disputed? Then you might have some evidence that sort of goes against what you're saying. Um, yeah. And yeah, very specific huh. people on the show. It's it's it was it's a fun ride. Like you just got to be skeptical yeah. with stuff like that. And I think you know they're being skeptical Absolutely. in themselves. They're they're trying to look at the evidence and come to different conclusions, but. It's um, yeah. I don't know. You can, you can, you can. There's, there's certain things that you can jump to, um, certain conclusions you can draw, but they, they, they seem to almost go to the cover-up conspiracy theory a lot quicker than, well, hey, let's just see what they say. Yeah, yeah. Shall we do a podcast? Oh yeah, we should do a podcast. It's been five minutes. Okay, let's do it. It's been five minutes. Okay, let's start in three, two, one. Hello, Eves, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me is the man who doesn't know his street fighter from his virtual fighter. It's Will Arnold. Hello, hi, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse. Um, as Sam says, I'm a noob, I'm a novice, I don't know much about anime, so Sam guides me through the weird, the wor- weird, the weird, the weird, the weird, and the weird. The weird, the weird, the weird, and the weird. Yeah of a Japanese animation. Um, we've discussed a lot so far in the podcast. This is, um, today we're discussing something new again. It's a uh, Tekken blood vengeance and, um, blood vengeance. Yeah. I, I, Sam, why would anyone want to watch Tekken blood vengeance? Do you like Tekken? Then you'll probably maybe like <laughs> Tekken blood vengeance. If you, <laughs> oh, then, then again, maybe you won't. It depends on your, uh, on your affinity uh, for Tekken. It's a, 3D animated film from Namco and Bandai Studios, the guys who actually produce and create the video games, Mm. released in 2011 to capitalize, I guess, on the sheer amount of money that they've pumped into the graphics for the Tekken series of video games. Because if I'm honest, Tekken is probably one of the best looking fighting games when it comes to 3D fighters, Mm. um, in my personal opinion, Um, especially looking at what's coming up for the ps5 and xbox one it's almost photorealistic in some places yeah but it does also have this kind of 90s weird japan level of humor to it that the tekken series has always had in the video games but now it's kind of brought to the forefront as well in this movie so if you have ever played tekken or if you have a passing interest in fighting games or kind of kung fu action movies then this might be a film for you what say we jump into it and talk about it? okay well so i wanted to start off before we talk about the film itself um i wanted to ask you about your history with tekken or your history with fighting games in general have you played tekken before are you a, a combo master what was your no, first no. entry into the series if you have played it at all um, so I, yeah, fighting games in general never really appealed to me growing up. I, I, I sort of, the, the, the format, what's it, what's that format called where you've just got your, your player versus player in an arena sort of, is it an arena? One-on-one. One-on-one. Yeah. yeah. Um, they never really appealed like side to me. on. Yeah. You, you've got like Street Fighter and, um, what's the, the DC one, um, that everyone loved? Oh, um, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Sure, sure. Um, Marvel versus Capcom, which was like really big. All right. 
Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really play much of them. I, I tell you what I did play on, oh God, this is neurons firing. Um, there was on PlayStation 2, 1, um, uh-huh. an, X, an X-Men one. An X- oh, I think I had that one. It, yeah. It's like uh, you could blast people like into the X-Mansion and stuff with yes. beams And yeah, there was a like a big roster of all the mutants. It was... Yeah, there was like a vague story mode going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. like that kind of style of game. Um, I, I, as far as Tekken goes, the only one I've ever owned is Tekken Dark Resurrection for the PSP. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a rogue choice. Yeah, I loved PSP that game. As well. Yeah. Whoosh. So I, I had a big phase of PSP playing because we used to, like, I've got family all over the country. We used to do long journeys and I used to, um, mm-hmm. always just constantly have my PSP with me when we'd go on holiday and things. I loved that thing. I, I used that so much. I had movies. I remember I had, um, oh, uh, on the Hitch- UMD drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Watched that, watched that several nice. dozen times on the PSP. I thought it was genius. And I, I genuinely think that was a great console for the time. Like that was um, underrated. I think yeah. PSP and PS Vita. Uh, horrendously overlooked consoles um, yeah i mean psp at the there. time was like competing with the original nintendo ds i think like it was it wasn't yeah it, it was quite advanced it was uh, compared to its the big thing was it was selling oh we can play essentially almost ps2 level graphics yeah on the go and then the ds is sitting there like chugging away barely able to make mario run around mario exactly for but again yeah and and dark resurrection i really enjoyed um I'm just looking at the uh, the artwork now for the um, the cover, the, the case, and it's just it's it's Jin on the cover, looking badass as hell. Uh, I think it's Jin. I mean, I'm going I'm going with that. But like Tekken Five, Dark Resurrection. Yeah, and and um, oh yeah, he's got the big wing out the back. He's yeah. got the flaming hot red he's got leg. The horns. Yeah, I yeah, I think I have played this actually. I think yeah. I uh, a friend lent it to me. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's 16 plus that's mad um <laughs> um yeah so apart from that no real experience with it apart from like just seeing the memes and stuff but i don't really know the law or anything about like the character arcs i know okay. there's I, basically i know from this movie the what I, I i knew about granddad dad and son as like hey, Hachi the, and yeah and i knew that Jin, that was yeah. a thing i knew that was a thing but outside of that Nah, nothing. What about you? Okay. What's your experience? Um, my sole experience of the Tekken franchise is playing Tekken 3 um, okay. at a mate's house for six hours straight and then not playing Tekken <laughs> again until I got to university where all household disputes were settled via a game of Tekken Tag Tournament 2 for <laughs> Xbox 360. Okay. And everybody was there. They all ha- Everybody in the house had their own favourite character and... I always played as I think it was I think they were called Leo, right? And Lily, I think they were called were the two characters I always played. And one of my friends always played um, Elisa, and another friend just played Kuma because it was a big bear. Oh, Um, of course, yeah. And I'm quite similar to you. My exposure to the lore of Tekken is almost exclusively through those games and through. Uh, like rogue internet videos where I've been like, oh yeah, I've got 20 minutes to kill. Why sh- shouldn't I watch a history of the Tekken timeline <laughs> by some random YouTuber? <laughs> and I think I'm in the same boat where as, as far as I know, 
there is disputes among the the three members of the was it the me 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 uh, something family? Sure, sure, yes, yep, those guys, and some of them have devil powers, and one of them got into Super Smash Brothers, which was <laughs> the the middle one, the middle generation guy, and not right. Jin, which I thought was bizarre. Oh um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Jin does seem to be like the main the, the main boy um in 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 these storylines um i'm just i've just googled the uh tekken tag tournament two characters so i can get a feel for like i can see leo clyson um who looks they like should a have tamer. like a red jacket no blonde. he's got a silver jacket he's blonde he's got a silver jacket with like black stripes on it he looks like he's holding a whip of some sort um there is another character called lee oh but he's he looks like he looks like the um, professor. He looks like I think he's the teacher from this film, the one that takes the is. young yeah, girls no, you're into right the house, into the house. Yes, into their home. Yeah, Leo is the one that I always played. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah the red stripe, the red highlight, the silver jacket. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Who was your main on um, Dark Resurrection? Oh my god, I have no idea. Dark Resurrection characters. Let's have a look. I, I can't remember any. Uh, are they consistent throughout the games then? Yeah. So, again, this is mostly third-hand knowledge from what I know hey, about Anna Williams. Um, the Tekken series. Anna Williams and... The first person Nina we Williams, see in yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, so, so, as far sorry, as I'm aware, yeah, the on. characters are fairly consistent. Most uh, new entries, new, new numbered entries, introduce a handful of new fighters. But the core cast tends to say the same i can see him he's excited he's spotted somebody he recognizes <laughs> eddie gordo i remember that dude just eddie. spinning around fuck constantly. eddie <laughs> absolutely because everybody picks him and he just spins and kicks and you just cannot get in yeah ah oh, i remember i um i think generally if he was the pro tag of this film he would have won yeah there would be no conflict no eddie saves the day I think I was probably a pretty much a basic bitch and was always Jin because um, he just was cool as hell. Um, I don't really think I, I ventured much more out of that. What I'm just scrolling down. It's like he's on the box, so he must be the the strongest. But he also he, he turned into the the monster thing. Like when you got enough, like whatever bar, you charge the bar up. Enough, charge the yeah. bar up enough, you could turn into the giant demon, and it was cool as hell. And it just destroyed. Yeah. Like, it was really yeah, hard was to get to that stage. But it, it was impressive when you did. And you just got so so much satisfaction from it. Um, yeah. I, I, Armour King, I think I fought, fought as, as a bit um, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, King was man. great. The leopard-headed guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a pro wrestler who just takes things way too seriously. <laughs> yeah. And likes orphans, apparently. Likes orphans? Like looks after them, looks after the orphans. I should, I should clarify. Right, sure. Why not? Anyway, before that gets any more awkward, let's jump back into Tekken Blood Vengeance. Um, what did you think? What? Give me a, a general overview of the film. What's happening here? So, um, we have it, it does a bit of expositing at the beginning where we learn we learn about Anna and Nina, um, who are rival sisters who are working for two rival companies. It reminds me a bit of Cyber whatever cyberpunk um where they have like two uh-huh. massive corporations all vying for the same asset and they're all after yep um uh sh- no shin no yep, yeah shin. they're all after shin not jin 
No. No. Not Shin, not Jin. Jin. Shin and Jin both went to the same school. They did. Um, as did, uh, Ling. How do you pronounce Ling that? Zhao Yu, yeah. Ling Zhao Yu. Um, Zhao Yu. I'm not going to be able to remember that. Anyway, Zhao Yu uh, is our main protagonist who is this high schooler who is also incredibly talented martial artist and gymnast and just a kick-ass fighter. Um, and she meets a new girl called Alyssa, who we find out is a robot. And yep. the first half of the movie is great at setting these two up as these women leads who are going to be the main part of this movie. And <laughs> then for the second half of the movie, they say, screw that, we're going to sideline you and we're going to have a who can hit the hardest punch out between the main the characters of the Tekken <laughs> franchise, which, I mean, I d- the, the audacity. It's such like, a rug pull. Yeah. It's such a rug pull because they spend the entire movie building the relationship between these two girls and showing that they're both really competent fighters. They can deal with anything that life's throwing at them, only for them, one of them to literally be told to to just turn themselves off and the other one just be yeah. her entire character arc just evaporating as she just starts to stand in the corner and look helpless like, yeah like they even have the the two leaders of the main um, organizations they're female as well they're sisters so like there's a really strong core group of women here that are like you know running high-end companies and being the protagonist in charge of groups of mercenaries and they've got yeah. all these resources and they're they're espionaging all over the place they're femme for telling it up they're and then powerful. The bloke, we see them fighting then the blokes come in and it's like ha, stand aside literally just it's our turn off you go it's me who's had one line of dialogue this whole film it's yeah. me who has apparently faked my own death yeah which i found out was in a text like <laughs> We find out that he'd faked his death in a text just whilst one of the main characters, like whilst Xiao Yu is having a shower. And I'm yep. like, oh my God, no. Oh God, it's all about to go south. <laughs> if, if if key information about one of the final antagonists is revealed via fucking text, you know that the writing has gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a film of two halves in just general. Like... The first Just half, literally, the, yeah, literally, the first half of the movie has no real, like, again, they try and play it off, like, um, Shin is saying, "Ha, huh, you brought them to me." I'm. <sighs> I'm not really sure how the girls brought them to them. The, the girls were just... I don't think that they did. I think <laughs> that all three of them would have cosmically turned up there anyway if he'd just sat there for long enough. Also, sorry to jump around, but why does Grandad get a theatre curtain reveal rather than bursting through the wall? It's just this slow, oh. like, on-stage reveal uh, as the curtain gets drawn up. <laughs> and everyone's and just like, hello. Hello. Everyone's just like, yep, cool. And again, to talk about Shin, the whole premise of the movie is, oh, he was, he's been experimented on. He's this tragic character. He's, he's here to bring the two girls together and they're going to maybe rise up and then he's going to have a big impact. Oh God. Hey, Hatchie just broke his neck. Yeah. Um, oh, he's actually dead, but I thought he was immortal. Yeah, exactly. He's he's definitely supposed to be, no, he's definitely supposed to be immortal, Sam, but physical. But Hey, Hatchie's just that badass. 
Like, I'm not, yeah, well, I think that's the implication. But again, he's just physically broken his body. Like, is, is he, huh, so immortal, this is like just such a, <laughs> a nerdy thing to debate, but like immortal versus indestructible. Like, is that, oh, I, like, so like he will, versus diamond. Yes. Sure. Wow, that was a good comparison. Have you come up with that before? Have you heard that? Is this a, a usual de- debate in the uh, nerdosphere? Every weekend, mate. Cool. It's got to be done. And absolutely. So yeah, can live forever, but physically can be damaged as well, or is literally indestructible. Um, it seems like he's he's he the, he's the former. Like he he's, yeah. he cannot withstand. Like, but genuine- it's also tied to this weird tattoo that seems to be pulsing throughout his body and has affected him somehow and he makes a point to be like i don't have long left bitch you spent the whole first half of the film saying that you're immortal and everyone's yeah. after this m stem cell thing that you've got going on yeah i don't like he's such a nothing character as well because he's introduced as this kind of woe is no because he must be because he throws himself off a building and this is not the first time he's done it twice so yeah. he must have some sort of I mean, he was saved that... a second time. And, yeah, the first time he landed on a robot. So I, like that must have mangled him somewhat because Alyssa... He does limp off see, from the first, from the second one. So maybe... But then why jump off the roof at all? Yeah. Like, what's his goal here? Like, his his whole plan is supposed to be this, the, getting these guys together so he can to defeat... To get the three together. But if he can die, then him jumping off the roof... He's not going to be in peak physical condition for when he's fighting Heihachi. Also, what's his experience with fighting in general? Like, does has he ever punched anything anyway? Like, he, apparently he ta- not. He takes one punch <laughs> at Grandad, and he's like, "Nah, it's nothing, mate. Nothing. You're just it's just tickling." To be fair, I do like that. A part of my brain got itched a little bit when Heihachi just didn't fucking move. He just takes the punch dead on and goes pathetic yeah and it's just a nice snaps little this guy like a twig it's a nice little twit uh twist to have the main i say main the the sort of catalyst of the sh- of the film just be wiped out with one with one move it it was it was nice Couldn't and possibly bring him back for the games <laughs> <laughs> that's too no. much effort well yeah well i mean hitachi was supposed to be dead as well but uh, hey who who knew um so apparently whoever was on the other end of that text knew like who was sending the text was it hitachi that himself was, that was lee who is like a drunken fist master you see his profile picture for like a second and then he's like i have the information for you uh show you like how do you know her how does she know anybody how, why is she going along with this shady organization yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, the f- the film is split into two halves. The first half is getting to know these two girls, and it's kind of slow. Mm-hmm. The animation is, I mean, the animation is poor. Like, I don't like this style of animation. Oh, really? Look, I think it looks like a PS2 game. Like, it- it's good. It's good for like gaming, and if and they're obviously going for the Tekken style of things. But I don't think it's particularly mm-hmm. good. Like, there's no depth to it. The characters when they're sitting on benches, you they look like they are just npcs sitting on a bench like there's no yeah. tactileness there's no sort of yeah it doesn't look like yeah it, if your name isn't like a named tekken character if you're a background character or a general mook your model is pretty bad i, I genuinely like think even for the main cast though just... even for the main cast like when 
there's moments when the, there's sort of close-ups on the faces and stuff when it's a little bit better. But uh, like, I, I'm just picturing a scene when um, the two main girls are sat on a bench with next to the panda, and she's literally like sat down on the bench, but she, it looks like she's just perched there. It looks there's no sort of sinking down, re- like any mm. sort of. It doesn't look natural. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not impressed by the animation and I'm sure there's reasons yeah. why. Uh, and you can, I don't know, defend it if you want. But um, that's the first half of the movie. I'll be honest. Yeah, go on. I think the animation, it kind of looks like somebody's taken the models out. And there's a whole subgenre of pornography, which is video game in-game models right being put into lewd scenarios and it yeah. almost looks a little bit like that in the way yeah. that it's animated <laughs> it looks like a fan's taken the models and gone look what i can do i can make a cool story with these characters but i kept it in the back of my mind i was like is this about to turn into a porno <laughs> yeah yeah and um the the lewdness of it doesn't help like there are a staggering number of low shots of schoolgirl skirts and tight leather absolutely walking around in your towel and whatever like and it applies to men as well like the men are strutting around with their shirts off and showing off their muscles here and there but yeah bit sketchy actually yeah um but whatever then that's that's the first half of the movie and then the best the movie changes and the point it changes is when um, Alyssa loses her head and chainsaws come out of her arms. And that is oh the moment, God. that is the moment when it flips. And I'm just like, okay, let's go. Let's see I'm what in. happens there. I'm in. And it turns into this <laughs> badass sort of just explosion. It's like a James Bond film mixed with just, I don't know, Dragon Ball mixed with Tekken, I guess. Like there's just, it's yeah, just carnage in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the film is set in Kyoto and the point where it was like, Ooh, oh yeah, they actually is Kyoto is when that exact point when Alyssa's head comes off and the chainsaw sprout because the fight itself takes place in front of the golden temple, the King Kokujin temple yeah, or Gin Kokujin, whichever one's gold. We had this discussion <laughs> in the Dr. Stone episode. Okay. And it's the actual golden temple. It's a beautiful place to go if you ever visit Kyoto. And it's stunning in both the winter and in the summer. It's like a, a wonderful place. The temple's reflected in the pond. It's great. And then these two girls tear it to pieces <laughs> with chainsaws. Yeah. Also, how durable are these guys? Because during that fight, Alyssa's head explodes in Zhao Yu's hands. So she should now have no hands, right? And there should be no head, right? Oh no, it grows back, and that happens in the game as well. Like the head grows back out of the torso. Is it made out of nanites? Like, how's that happening? Is it, can it do it indefinitely? Uh, well, we do see pos. Well, in the game, definitely. Um, we do see that she has some sort of healing factor as well. When oh yeah, yeah. Yu's picking the bullets out of her back. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. What, um, what did you think to the fight at the Gold Temple? Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky because again, the durability I think can be explained somewhat with her. Because there was there was moments when she was like falling and you know there's a lot of lot going oh no it was a bit when um I th- I thought the same thing when they were doing when they were flying through the air Alyssa had a jetpack mecha like supersonic things that she was flying um mm-hmm. 
the uh, ling through uh, across across the lake, and she was carrying in her arms, and she was flying at I don't know Mark one or something. It was ridiculous. Looked ridiculously fast. Mac one, Mac one, not Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. Mac? Yeah, Mac, Mac, Mark, both. Yeah. Mark, hey, Mark, <laughs> yo, Alan, uh, Alan. Alan. Um, and and Mark. I was I was surprised at how easy Ling was finding it. I was like, well, she's been toned up. She's been she's been training for this for years. Like a bit of speed isn't gonna, you know, she's she's above average in terms of physical fitness and everything. But yeah, mm. when it comes to like actually explosions and things that should really do some damage. Um, I don't know. I guess she's just a computer game, isn't she? So it doesn't affect her. She does get kicked through a glass window from the third story. Yeah. And survive yeah. without a single scratch on her. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But then also then Anna or Nina gets her in a headlock and she's struggling. And it's like, yeah, but you just tank concrete to the face. Yeah. <laughs> how I know. is this an issue for you? Well, no, but that, again, that's just like showing how much stronger Anna is. Okay. Another thing, Anna and Nina's second fight gets off screened, which is so great. <laughs> Not. When when do I wanted to see them go fight? at it again. When did they see uh, when they they invade when the, the mansion house. Yeah, and then it cuts back after a bit of Dragon Ball Z time. Yeah. And one of them, whichever one's on Jin's side, is like passed out. Yeah. They're like, I'll take you and I'll I'll capture you. Nina, and then the owner of the house goes why are you keeping her alive? Yeah. Oh, you're the owner. Oh, well, it's more fun if I keep her alive. Oh, excellent. Nothing else. Yeah. So is he on that girl's side? Like what? Uh, what is what is he? Like, who is this guy? He just invites young girls back to his house and puts them up for some reason. Yeah, pretty, and he's a, a teacher. Creepy. He's a weird guy anyway. Um, and he doesn't do anything. Monologuing to an empty room. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the, w- let's think about the fights between the two sisters originally then. So it opens up, the film opens up with Anna and Nina going at it. We've got the black motorcycle si- cycle, we've got the dark streets, yeah. and it's really hard to tell what's going on, um, especially at the mm. pixel frame rate I was watching it on. And then oh, you watch it on YouTube, right? Uh, no. I, w- I ended up oh. watching it on, I don't know, Bibi or some weird website that... It was, it, it was, fa- it was, it was all right. It was fine. Um, but it, yeah, it was dark. It was, um, and, and then they get into it. The, the lorry crashes. She breaks out of the door and they, they go at it. And the fight scene, they, they both destroy the bike, the cyclist helmet, um, by kicking it at the same time. That was pretty cool. Yeah. The fight scene in general, I thought was all right. It was, it was quite nicely done. And generally the fight scenes, are pretty cool. I was pretty hype when mm. the three, like as much as I hate to admit it, because it is trash, but it was it was quite well choreographed. Like they didn't, yeah. ju- it wasn't the just three on three stuff. Was yeah, w- was pretty good. There's a, there's loads of moments where like Jin will counter Kazuya, spin him around, and then Heihachi will just punch him in the face. Or there's a solid moment where Heihachi smashes both. Like he does like a power bomb on Jin into Kazuya through yeah. three levels of floor then how many floors is this building by the way I swear they break break through like a hundred layers <laughs> they just keep going down mate yeah. they just, just keep going and going but yeah there's there's some good stuff there and like I think that is for me probably the best fight in the film is that three on three 
Mm. It's around three. Three, what, three battle <laughs> royale? I, what do you call it? Three people are fighting each other. <laughs> Three-way. A threesome. When, I love the threesome at the end of the film. It was yeah. between grandfather, father and son. It was just really engaging, very virile, lots of really hard impacts being made between them all. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, good. And then it all turns into Looney Tunes laser beams and stuff, which I think the first set of devil power yeah were good yep i especially liked that Jin was he tries first to be this bestial form just to kind of like eke out how strong kazuya really is and then he ch- turns into his true form which just bodies him yeah but then Hachi comes back again and i'm like oh, yeah oh remember when the teacher said that there was the earth spirit under the temple and now apparently it's real and i can control <laughs> it yeah, to absolutely. To make this giant mech. This was my real plan all along. What do you mean it was your real plan all along? You, you were never, you, you never made a move for it. You almost got wiped out and you just fall down this big hole. I'll be back. And then, and then turn up 5D and smash. 5D chess. <laughs> yeah, this this was my plan all along since two minutes ago when I got defeated. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit strange having that there. I think, you know, Stuff like that. Sequel, maybe? Like, I don't think... I don't particularly like that. Because it's just, you know, giant monster. You have to defeat giant monster now. Um, it's like Power Rangers. I'm now a bigger version of what I was before. Yeah. Um, but Good job, Power Rangers. You saved the city and only 30,000 people died. Yay! <laughs> but it just seemed like one twist too far it was quite a nice ending yeah. i was like oh there's 20 minutes left are they gonna have 20 minutes of talking oh no granddad's back um we didn't need granddad's that. back and he's angry and i guess a robot punch managed to stop him. yeah like what is with that skyrocket super punch somehow manages to destroy this giant goliath of weird little men things oh the mockajins the yeah. the training dummy from the Tekken games, which is yeah. alluded to often throughout the film. And then just a thousand of them create the body of this big earth spirit thing. And I'm like, and and they start to rebel. Like, again, yeah, there's another layer of law getting mixed in here where they're like, no, you can't do this. But his hatred is so powerful. I guess he just does it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just, okay. I'm going to be completely honest with you here. What is happening in this fucking movie? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I, I don't know either. Like, are they so? Like, they really want. They really want this. I think they even say in the movie, don't they? They really want this M cell thing that he's got, but it doesn't seem that good. Like, they've got the devil power, <laughs> and they get there at the end, and they're just like, "We didn't want this anyway." You, bitch! You've spent billions of dollars on this program to create this cell and all three of you are like nah actually we just wanted to punch each other and i guess you were a good enough excuse yeah a multi-billion dollar excuse (laughs) i I feel like the film doesn't know what it wants to be and that's why it is so split down the middle in terms of what it's like one half is meant to be this espionage yeah thriller yeah and then they were like oh there's not been enough punching and Jin isn't in it yeah, <laughs> so we need to somehow get the three of them, and like, and nobody cares if it's not one of the main three family members punching each other. How do we get them into the room? 
Do you I think they had like different, the girls, but... different studios? It's like, right, we want you guys to do just, we want a fight scene between these guys at the end. Can you put that together? Uh, and they just went to town with it and made it like half an hour long. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, shit. And they were like, oh, um, crap, how do we get there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just have to join the dots. It does feel a bit like that. Like we've got these two girls, these two main ca- characters. I love the design. I love the design. Who are they? Fuck knows. They went to the same school as these guys. All right. Okay, great. She, did, she didn't notice that her, t- the class two years above her just randomly disappeared all, just all at vanished. the same time. They just vanished. She, nope. The first No? What do you mean she didn't hit? They hit, they hit it. Don't what do you mean they it. hit it? It's fine. They, they, yeah, they must yeah, have money. been in the school. Money. Have they got no siblings? Like, she, I bet there's like several siblings in her year that have just lost their brothers and sisters. <laughs> just disappeared. And no one's, no one's, me- no one's mentioned it. it. <laughs> what is this? She's just like, what? Oh, look. Oh, my. How? And then, like, <laughs> wait, you went to my school. Oh, so so what are you doing here? Oh, I can't tell you about it. Um, but d- just trust me. I, u- I used to know Jin. Yeah, I used to know Jin too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great, we won't and... chat anymore about it. <laughs> could, could we elaborate? Where were you? Where, where did you disappear to? I don't know, I don't remember. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, it, it Jesus. And then, oh God. Yeah, and then I, I like your idea of, of uh, the fight choreographer being like, okay, and then and then he turns into a devil, and he turns into a devil, and then it's this, and then it's that, and then he punches him, and each punch is like a big shockwave. And they're like, we've already paid him for this, but he just, he won't stop. <laughs> he just keeps going and then they're like okay we've got to somehow try and get there i don't care how you do it yeah here are the characters you're allowed to use yeah get them to this fight <laughs> yeah how are they going to get out of this situation uh throw the panda in the panda will come in now oh, why is the panda, panda coming in now <laughs> it hasn't been there the whole time because they cut they need to escape and we for some reason we've put guns in our fighting universe which means that any of the fighters are going to die if any of those soldiers even <laughs> thinks about opening fire why yeah. did Nina decide to to monologue in front of the bed? Why did Anna monologue in front of the bed? She wanted them dead, and yeah. she decided to kind of twist the knife. Uh, At also, least you get to die in a nice warm bed. Also, the, no, just send in the SWAT team. <laughs> also, the worst, um, the worst pillow reveal ever. Like we've all seen pillow reveals. It happens in so many shows. It is the worst pillow reveal I've ever seen because it's just we we know that she's back online and they're like right we need to go do something and then they're not there like the the room is in dark there's no way the plot the plot isn't sending them back to sleep here there's no way they're just going right okay we've got information now let's act and then they go back to sleep no, no that's we know they haven't we know they haven't the whole the only way a pillow maneuver works like that it's if they're like exhausted and they're like right let's just try and get some rest and then they go to bed and they're like oh my god they're actually asleep we know they're not they're asleep. asleep we know they're not there there's no tension also there's two bumps in the bed where's the panda like we know <laughs> the panda's not in the bed as well one's a robot <laughs> that is literally plugged into the wall for 90% yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah, it does not need to go into bed. So no, it's not fooling anyone. And it's just like, okay, yeah. Oh, well, it's, they're not there. Got the snuck oh, out the you're window. Mad now. Also, how did the woman who bursts through into the bedroom with literally like armed robots M- Mecca. Yeah. lose? She's brought in Gundams <laughs> yeah. into the, this room and yeah. she's been bested somehow yeah i was thinking it's a bit unfair and then it went the other way 
It's a misdirect, yeah. Sam. It's a misdirect. <laughs> subversion for the sake of subversion. Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> Tension is uh, something that this film lacks in spades. Mm. Like, when Alyssa gets shut down and then stepped on, I'm like, oh, no, the robot lost part of its robot body, but the head's fine, so just put it into another robot body. <laughs> also, who repairs her by the end of the film? Um, She's down two arms. Anakin and Skywalker. Most. Ah. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was Darth. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. He's probably a guest character in some Tekken game or Soul Calibur or something. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in a fighting game before. Can... I wouldn't be surprised if Anakin Skywalker rocked up and fixed her up. Can we talk about um, the, there's a couple of moments of espionage or not like espionage, but you know, when they're trying to go through that spy thriller feel and the way the clues are revealed. First of all, I hate the trope where they find a hidden photo. Like who's keeping the picture frame? Who's keeping secret photos like that? Why do you, it doesn't mean anything. He hates being called 78M or whatever it is. It is 78M. I've got it wrong. Um, he hates being called 78M, <laughs> but keeps the photo say, like secret behind another photo. Just get yeah. rid of it or like lock yeah. it away. Like you don't, you don't, uh, it doesn't do anything other than to reveal to the viewer what is going on a little bit. And then what, what bullshit is oh. the way they find the records? Like they're in the, under the school. Oh yeah. They're under the school and to find some, they're like, oh no, we can't hack in. We haven't got access. Don't worry. There's other oh, ways to find. have you fu- tried? Have you tried? Oh, let's, ah, I've got an idea. Hmm. On the photo, it said 78M. So his number, his like reference was 78M. Hmm. Let's try the seventh bookshelf, eight steps away from where we are. Medical Records M happens to have another photo of the class. Like what? In what way has that been put together? Who? What? What scientist is going? How will we give him his number around his neck? I don't know. Let's like manufacturing that backwards. Like what? That's what came first. Yeah, there's no the the egg. The egg or the chicken? Like I don't think there were seventy eight people in that class that went missing. So. Does that mean the bookshelf came first? Like, oh, I've got a really sick idea for how we can, like, hide this bit of information, but kind of, like, leak it out. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one of these multi-billion dollar uh, investments of the M stem cell. We're going to call him 70AM. And then that way, when we leak the photo out into... No, that's a dumb idea. Shut up. But... Stop it. But it doesn't even work if they're stood in a different place in the room. Like, it's eight steps from where they are. So it's like <laughs> the seventh bookshelf. Okay, eight steps away from where they are. That's what they say. It's like first maybe of- that's Xiao Yu's power. Like she's just got like the power of dumb luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's that character who has that? There's a there's a there's a is there a, a DC character that has luck as their superpower? Fully possible. I know that there's a couple in JoJo and stuff. Like there's a character who. His power is just, he's very lucky. Yeah. And he just keeps winning. <laughs> uh, it's its insane. I was i was just thinking, well, what a great way. I mean, Sherlock couldn't have done a better job himself. <laughs> I, like, I was kind of on board with the first half of the movie for the most part, because especially when um, Alyssa turns on Zhao Yu 
inside the school. Like that's kind of actually like a surprising moment. It's like I'm like, oh, genuine. Oh, I'm worried she's gone into killer robot mode. And then when the chainsaw, yeah, that's out, that's, like, that's a nice that's a nice twist. I do like that. Yeah, like um, like that's probably the tensest fight in the show because like Xiao Yu's struggling. She's trying to deflect the chainsaws whilst also kind of trying to keep away from Alyssa. And then she gets rocket kicked. Yeah, and she's on the back foot. Like she doesn't know what's going on, and Alyssa just goes absolutely apeshit. She's like, "Okay, I don't care. I, I, it was all a bluff. I ain't friends. I am taking you out right now because you might be a threat." I'm, go- I'm. It's Terminator Two time, baby. Like, yeah, I'm here to destroy everything. Yeah, and then oh, but the power of friendship affects code. Yeah, again, like for a robot, she exposits far too much. Um, you'd think that she just ignored engaging in conversation. I have a crush on Shin. Yeah, which how's about- that sub? How did you find that subplot where yeah. everything was starting to revolve around these two girls in a lovers' quarrel over their their crush? Obviously, Zhao Yu is is playing it up to put on appearances, but initially, Alyssa is like, <laughs> "Why are you peeping on him?" Oh God. Yeah, I know, and I, I, that whole thing, like her defense. Um, Alyssa's defense is it Alyssa? I keep saying it. Elise, Alyssa, yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa, yeah. Alyssa's uh, defense is well. Hold on, it's not creepy that I'm looking at him because I have a crush on him. Her defense is that she likes him. Well, that's not a defense. She's just snuck into his apartment and is staring at him in the shower. Like, ah, it's it's good. Good also, stuff. He had a like a tablet with him in the shower, watching the girls come in, and then just yeah, because. Because this was his plan all along. Five D chess. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I I I'm playing them against each other, even though one of them is a robot. Are you? One of them They're doesn't friends. like me. <laughs> oh. One of them's programmed to fancy me, one of them's pretending to fancy me, and somehow I'm gonna get this to play in my advantage. Um Yeah. Some sure. somehow I I'm gonna this is all going to lead... These two completely unrelated people are going to lead me to Jin, Kazuya, and Heihachi. And I will exact my nebulous revenge. <laughs> With one punch to the stomach. This will be what my crowning mo- moment. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. And it just... what? If, yeah. Like, seriously, he's, he's ripped. ripped. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, I'm glad. He's absolutely <laughs> ripped, but like... It'd be nice to have seen him take out some guards or like fight to with show someone. his kind of proficiency at something. Yeah, the most we get is that okay, he punches Heihachi hard enough to cause a shockwave, but then gets his neck broken, and then the two other sons walk in and then take multiple hits from this guy as if it's nothing. Yeah. So this guy was just predestined to be shit. I guess, yeah. He's like, um, I, I guess it's like um, your, your superhero movie. It's your, your initial here, initial bad guy that the superhero just takes out absolutely with no no fuss mm. whatsoever. Um, I don't know. It's there to be weird. jobbed. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Wow, that's Brilliant. fun. Um, any odds and ends before we move on? <laughs> Um, no, done for me. Yeah? You? Um, I think I'm done. Um, what did I say? I, I, yeah, no, the panda's quite cute at times. 
I liked the little watching TV scene. That was fun. Um, God, just, but just, <laughs> why can it move so fast? Because <laughs> it's a panda, dude. I'm just, Pandas uh, are rapid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well known for their motivation and want to do stuff. I'm assuming you fight with the panda in the game, right? Yeah, he's a yeah. reskin of Kuma. And, yeah. 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 Cool. Um... Anyway, let's get into the big three questions. Sure. Okay, well, it's a movie, so uh, we changed the questions about a bit more to kind of encompass this as a standalone product. Is it going to get somebody into anime? Or I guess in this case, maybe get somebody into Tekken as yeah. well. Mm. Um, what do you think? Concept and execution. A Feature length, feature film about the Tekken franchise. I think it's uh, got a good, good concept because I think Tekken does concept. Tekken Tekken does try and build narrative and story into. It's not just punching for punching's sake. It does try and build some narrative into their games, from what I remember. Um, my, my very limited experience. So I think it's cool to build a movie around that and. It's absolutely a way to go if you want to build your audience, get more people involved. Um, so yeah, potentially it, it had the potential to be a really good uh, hook for hook to get more people in. Um, execution, mm. Whoa. it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Because it's... there are some moments where it's like, wow, I'm actually like I'm really engaged in what I'm visually seeing in front of me. No, done. No, it's not a good execution because really because you're trying to get people invested in this narrative what's mm-hmm. the narrative lamau i was just about to say <laughs> like like one of the key cornerstones of any good fight is the narrative that leads into that fight the stakes why are they fighting why has it come to this why are these two characters coming to blows yeah. it can be the flashiest fight in existence yeah. but if there's no meat or weight behind it and if you if you, if you like it's like watching best anime fights on youtube and you haven't seen the animes like it, it means nothing it's just a lot of people fl- fighting around and stuff and i guess mm. sometimes you can get you can be impressed by the animation and things just as it is and like if it does a particularly good job at certain techniques and things. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I think as a watcher, as a viewer, you need to be invested in that fight. You need to know who these people are, what they're fighting for. And this movie just throws that in at the end for the fans. It's like, here are our boys. You know what they're about. They're going to fight now. It's great. Watch it, enjoy it. And that's fine, but that's not what you want from a feature length film. You want to build something throughout the movie, and it doesn't yeah. at all. Like these boys, no. we see we see Jin, occasion, Jin occasionally, like talking to sitting his, at a desk, talk, sitting at his desk talking to Nina, and it's and and we don't even see the other two, and they just all rock up at the end, and you're sort of like, wait, but what about the girls? Where where are they? Why aren't they here? Where are the protagonists? <laughs> Where are the main people in this movie? We're, we're, we're following them. We, 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 I, I'm not saying you've done a great job so far, but at least I'm, I know where I stand. I know where these, who these people are. And I know mm. their characters. And now you're just throwing these... Ish. Ish, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not the best. It, it's more than, than the family, because mm. even with the family, again, 
they're sat at the desk for one scene one guy has been presumed dead and then we're texted that he's not dead and then he turns up and is the strongest guy in the room and it's like well where's the build-up where's the hype the execution suffers from i guess a lot of the problems from question two about um turnoffs which is if you don't know who these characters are the film will not hold your hand to explain them and yeah. the law of the world and what's happening we're barely even given a timeline of when this takes place allegedly the tekken tournament has happened at some point and now we're in a post tournament world and another tournament's going to come up after the game but after the film sorry but it's just it's this is a, a pure example of made for fans and it's almost alienating it's, to anybody else who tries yeah to but i think it. again it's trying to do both isn't it it's trying to be like right let's make it for the fans but also we want to get new people involved so let's tell them a nice let's tell them an interesting and engaging story let's and they 45 minutes of espionage action and yeah then just throw it all out yeah um and that's and, and that's you know there's two there's a very clear split in this movie where all the espionage stuff has a bit of um, world building around it. You know, we're setting up the, uh, the, the the missing class. We're setting up. Um, it's in real school buildings, and we're going. We're visiting different places and landmarks, and we're having all of these mm-hmm. intricate sort of. And they're throwing a bit of fighting in there as well. Like it's not completely bland, but mainly it's about getting to know these characters, giving them some depth. And then the end is just a Tekken game. It's just them fighting it's more than a Tekken game it's 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 another level it's an because M&S at least Tekken with all game. the world it's yeah, an MNS Tekken game but even like what you were saying with the th- the fighting being thrown into the um the world building it feels kind of grounded yeah and exactly like you said before even the switch of Alyssa's head coming off and her being a robot you still feel like this is grounded and maybe if Xiao Yu knew a bit more or pushed herself, maybe she could get the upper hand and she could still win. The second Shin punches Heihachi at the end is a different bloody movie because nobody else that we've met in this entire film can stand up to these three. And then Jin Jin has the audacity at the end to go, ah, I know you'll be the one to defeat me one day. Bollocks, is she going to defeat you? Is she going to get devil powers? Are you going to lose your devil powers? Are you going to throw the match? You are a god in this universe. Yeah. Nothing can touch you. Yeah. No, I mean, in all fairness, I think he says you're the one that's going to challenge. In the dub, I don't know whether he says defeat. In the the sub, he says you're going to beat, you're you're the one who will defeat me one day. I'm like, bollocks is she. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember thinking about it and I thought the phrasing of it suggested that she was going to challenge him. She was going to try and defeat him, but not <laughs> not necessarily win. Um, but either way, yeah, she doesn't stand a chance in hell at this stage. She she might get her own sort of powers, you know, if it's throwing out, if this, this movie was looking for a sequel, there's every chance that like, that's what they had in mind. She was going to go off and get, instead of the devil powers, she would get God powers and it would be God versus devils. Yeah. Angel powers. Angel powers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, final question then. Is this going to get anyone into <laughs> anime slash Tekken? I think from an anime perspective, the animation style is too wildly different. I think 
this sits in the same kind of box as Harlock, whereas mm. it's that 3D style on this uh, genre. But even to try and get people into Tekken, the games only play like the first half of the movie. So if you're going in expecting to play as overpowered demons shooting laser beams, then don't play Tekken, go play Devil May Cry. Like, mm. it's it's almost false advertising. Ooh. It's almost false advertising. You heard it here first. Sam, throwing shade Whoa. left, right, and center. The hottest take of 2022. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... How about you? What do you think? Well, it, it, it's not a great film. So I'm going to say no, it doesn't do a good enough job. Like, it's too much mixed, mi- a mismatch of all different sorts of things. Characters aren't explained well enough. Fight scenes are cool. I like the fight scenes um, for yeah, what they are. Agreed. When was this? 2011. So, you know, it's, it's, it's 11 years old. It shouldn't necessarily hold up to things nowadays, but I, I don't think the animation's good enough, um, in sort of the softer scenes, um, the mm-hmm. quieter scenes. I think they do invest a lot in, in the fight. And, you know, we talk about animators and things and the, the stresses that they're under. I, I understand that, but, um, it was still noticeable for me. And yeah, generally just not as impressed as I wanted to be. I, I went into this and trying to find a copy of this online was hard enough, let alone um, <clears throat> be able to like um, critique it properly. Um, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't, I wasn't excited to go into this when I saw like a Google image, like cuts from it. Um, yeah. And it just didn't it wow me. So I was a bit like, okay. yeah, it held up better than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be really bad because I, I I sent you some videos of me skimming through the movie, and it just yeah, looked like so <laughs> shocking. <laughs> his re- his initial reaction to it was diabolical. He was not <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> yeah, so it, it wasn't that bad, but um, I think yeah, best of a bad situation is as far as the biggest compliment I can give it. Yeah. I don't think it gets in. I think that's it. I think, sorry, Tekken, you, you'd had a valiant effort. This was probably very, very expensive for 2011 to produce <laughs> a fully 3D, uh, Tekken feature length film. But, um, yeah, you're just a bit crap, to be honest. <laughs> there you have it. Um, just a bit crap. Okay. Right. We're going to leave it there then. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, go back and listen to some previous episodes, see if there's anything else um, that takes your fancy. Harlock, for example, if you want another 3D animated um genre. Don't recommend people the Harlock episode. I was so <laughs> massively smashed in that episode. And it's just not good. No, no editing magic in the world could have fixed that episode. <laughs> don't point people in that direction. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I don't know. There's plenty more. We've got, uh, have over a hundred episodes now, um, of Ooh. backlog. So go give the medicine. Um, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you think of Tekken Blood Vengeance. Vengeance. Um, which vengeance didn't know you spell like that. I'm surprised you don't drop the E, but hey, there you go. Um, yeah. and yeah, Tekken Bloodline. Is that a game? No, that's the new anime. Uh, yeah. which we should probably check out a bit down the line because it, it is that why we're watching cool. this just to kind of whet your appetite just so yeah. that you can come into it being like oh fucking Tekken I know I remember I remember Blood Vengeance yeah, but bro- this is a yeah Bloodline yeah. is a new 3D CG 
anime stretched to 12 episodes, which serves as a prequel to the entire series, kind of showing Ooh. how Jin uh, gets ready for <gasps> Tekken 1. Ooh, okay. I like the sound of that. Yeah, we should watch that sometime. Yeah. Uh, at some point um okay th- thank you all for listening if you're sticking around for slice of life we'd love to have you there we're just going to catch up on some stuff that we haven't discussed so far um and yeah we'll see you next week um in the end of us <sighs> and now into a nice relaxing slice of life. that was a bad movie i like i i <laughs> found this on my annie list and i thought oh it's sitting there i think like a six Oh, we haven't done that for a while. Ah, uh, what would you give it now? Oh, uh, yeah, four. four. I think I need to go back yeah. and drop it because it, it was just bad. Yeah, I just really like the, the moments where I was enjoying myself were far outweighed by me scratching my head and <laughs> yeah. just being flabbergasted. So I think the, the score's got to drop. I need to go in there and, and change that around. Yeah, but aside from my hatred of of this movie, mm. uh, how was your? week how have you been what have you been up to watching reading doing going so uh, going on a will's slice of life? as i said <clears throat> at the beginning of the episode um i have yes. watched ancient apocalypse um or at least uh, three or four episodes and i wanted to pick your brain a little bit go on then. did did what was the cause of the ancient apocalypse according to this guy was there the ice age conspiracy theories <laughs> the ice age was the apocalypse yeah effectively yeah yeah giant giant um ice age that like um forced people underground and things and um wiped out civilizations and then massive floods um that resulted from the melting ice okay are they the floods that are mentioned in like mesopotamian legends and stuff and yeah with noah and stuff yeah okay yeah that that are found quite common throughout lots of different um, lots of cultures ancient texts and myths and stuff right yeah okay interesting yeah that that's that was one of the things i wanted to know um yeah interesting yeah that could then yeah very good cool but like the thing is they use that as evidence and it's sort of like well archaeologists don't dispute that there was a giant flood and that it did have a big impact on the world as we know it because it reshaped the land and stuff um I think some of the stuff, like they found a uh, road into the sea. And to me, it just seemed really bizarre, the conclusions they were drawing. It was loads of uniform stones. They, they were there were stones that formed this like outward um, road under the sea that sort of went from the shoreline out mm-hmm. into the sea. And it looked, when they sort of plotted it on their... Um, uh, I don't know, computers, software. It, it generated computer this image. Enhance. Yeah, they they generated this. No, what what it would have looked like at the time, and it was basically a load of rocks forming some sort of line that was about I don't know six hundred meters long or something, and about twenty meters wide. And it it wasn't anything. Like, it didn't look like anything, and they don't know what it could have been for. But they're convinced it was man made. Um. And archaeologists and um, people, scientists, they sort of hint at that they say it's just um, debris, like um, it's a place where all of this rock has sort of been pushed up. And to me, it makes sense. Like they they say it can't be possible that you could have a line of rock so uniformly made um, 
it has to be man-made. Some of these blocks are like perfectly perpendicular. Your audio sounds like it's switched over to the uh, laptop mic. Oh, shit. It's gone very echoey. Hmm, interesting. I mean, has anything changed on your screen? Is it like, does it look okay? Yeah. Cool. It might just be my uh, my headphones. I just wanted to... Yeah, check. no. Everything... It seems exactly the same. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, I think it's just my I think it's just my uh, my audio coming through. I, it's fine because it's recording locally on your side anyway. Yeah, I was just I was like, whoa, he just went really tinny. But it's yeah. fine. Carry on. Um, so six hundred meters, man-made. Yeah, so they say that it, it it'd be impossible for this to be man-made, uh, for for it not to be man-made. Like this wouldn't occur naturally. But like, you look all over. You look at reefs. You look at um, even when you look in a river, you have like beds of rocks that sort of like form uniform lines because that's how the flow yeah. of the river goes and things like that and I'd, it just seemed really bizarre that they are so co- and they 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 went down and they looked at it and they said look at these these have been clearly been man-made because they are rectangular they are um sort of perpendicular perfect squares they're not there was about two that looked a bit squarish but rounded off and the rest sort of just looked like boulders and I, I just think they were massively hyping up the um, geometric shapes that they saw there. And it's like, well, you're really looking for stuff. And in the very first episode, they point out how this volcano was able to form perfect, um, like, uh, cuboid. I think it was cuboid or like tetrahedron sort of shape. No, it wasn't tetrahedron. I don't know. Just really long ob- uh, cuboid bits of molten rock that were perfectly formed naturally. And they were like, even though these look like they could be man-made, this is actually how they're formed in na- in nature. Um, however, how they've been put together looks like it's man-made. So they were basically... And then, and then, and then later count, on, later on saying, well, these can't be. Poo-poo that and it's like... Yeah. I don't know. It's very frustrating. I shouted at the TV a lot. Um, but... I can so- imagine you do like to get very vocal at TVs. Like, I do remember <laughs> the... Uh, the Mark Wahlberg incident of <laughs> of, of twenty twenty fifteen. Oh God, is it that long ago? Yeah, yeah. I think you were involved Good in that Lord. incident. To be fair, I don't think it was just me yelling. <laughs> oh no, I was definitely I was definitely facilitating that incident, and and I know I'd do it again. Yeah. Um. Outside of Ancient Apocalypse, uh, just a little bit of nostalgia for you. I went on Disney oh. Plus, and I have been binging uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yes, no, maybe. maybe. I, I don't, don't know. Can you repeat the question? Oh, so... You're the boss of me now. <laughs> oh, I, I was so obsessed good. with that show growing up. I know. Honestly, I'm going then... back and there's so much gold in there. Like, it holds up so good. And it's pre, like... um political correctness like it is so (laughs) like it's not deliberately trying to be offensive but it wouldn't stand today because of the the kind of terminology they use and the kind of things they Mm. come out with but i love that it's it's just it's so wholesome like the show is wholesome in general but the 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 very raw look at middle american suburban life yeah all the bits and pieces in between that yeah and it's unapologetic the main thing i remember is was was it 
is is the mum called Lois? Mm-hmm. I just remember just how her and Brian Cranston's character were just always, always fucking. Yeah, like yeah. they are, and it was like, well, I, I guess you know that's <laughs> that's, that's why they have five kids or whatever. How many? Yeah. Have? Three, four, four, kids. and can barely afford them. Yeah, and but but yeah, like it's it's kind of a really kind of honest, humorous look at the struggles of the middle class family. It's like what The Simpsons was originally, but in live action. And yeah, it was just funny. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it is really good. I genuinely think a lot of the jokes still land. I've been laughing out loud because there's just so many little quips and comments and the characterizations of them, and I like that. I don't know. It's it's fairly. I don't know. Malcolm is this genius kid, but he's, he's a terrible person. He's not he's a good a terrible person. person. They're not good kids, and they do what they 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 do everything for themselves. And it's nice to have that in a protagonist. Like you very rarely see that. Um, and Frankie Munez, 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 whatever his name is, Frankie Munez. Like despite what happened in his teen years and sort of onward. <laughs> Like he is a quality actor. He's so good. Yeah. I lo- I love him in he this nails it. in the show. He's brilliant. Um, yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I have spent the past just shy of a week and a bit playing Sonic Frontiers and one hundred percenting it and beat the story. <laughs> and I'm I'm mad enough to say it. I cried at the end because <laughs> it's a good Sonic game and it's the first good Sonic game that we've had. A good three D Sonic game we've had since. Sonic Colors, which came out in, fuck, I don't know, maybe around the same time as Tekken, 2011. <laughs> like, it's been so long since we've had a good Sonic game. And just the meta surrounding it all and the fact that it's actually being positively received. We've got a good writer. Like, there are issues with the game, definitely. There's, like, some graphical pop-in and um, there the clearly wasn't enough time or manpower to create the vision that they wanted. Like, there's a few bits at the end that feel a bit rushed. Right. But if this is the first step to make a Sonic Frontiers 2 where those issues are addressed and polished and refined, hell yes, my boy is back. This is the Sonic that I fell in love with back in the early 2000s when I was playing Sonic DX on the GameCube or Sonic Advance on my Game Boy. And it's just, I'm so glad that it's landed on its feet and it's currently sitting on like a 72 on Metacritic and like an 8.8 audience score because people who are playing it, it's just a fun game to play. Yeah. And I'm just like, the, the moment that kind of really hit me was during the credits, um, the ending theme song starts to play. And when it gets to the song credits, there's a singer called Nathan Sharp, who I've been following for years because he did English covers of anime openings. Mm. And he started his own record label and he's producing lots of content. And then he did an entire album a couple of years ago, maybe five six years ago of just Sonic the Hedgehog vocal covers that he did. And he is now in an official Sonic game singing the ending theme. Oh, that's a banger. Yeah. And I'm there just like, and then I just got really overwhelmed. and I was just like, holy crap. Like they care about this character again. They're not just churning out crap. We got the Sonic the Hedgehog two earlier this year, which was a very good video game movie. The best video game movie of all time. We got, Sonic the best Prime video game movie out. of all time. In terms of like gross sales and all oh, right, aside from uh, the Pokemon anime m- movie, 
which mm. isn't technically a video game movie. Yeah. It's the it, it's the highest rated one and it's the best. What's the competition one? Uh, Detective Pikachu, Uncharted. We got a bunch of Resident Evil movies. Mm. There's the Warcraft movie. We yeah. got uh, Need for Speed. <laughs> oh got. yeah, with uh, <laughs> what's he called from Jesse Pinkman Jesse, was yeah, the main yeah. guy. Aaron, somewhat something. Aaron Paul. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not that one. Whoever Jesse was from Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, like video game movies have never done well. And then this did well. And now we've got a series coming in December. The game did well. Everything's coming up Sonic. And I'm just, I'm, I'm in my preteens again, just enjoying this anthropomorphic blue hedgehog running around really fast. <laughs> and I need a little bit of that in my life because <laughs> the world is, is on fire. Point. Just saying. Aaron Paul. Oh. It is Aaron Paul. Just Googled it. You did it. Because I was like, I know there's an Aaron Paul, but I wasn't convinced it was him. But I wanted to know who it was. Anyway. I thought it was the guy. I was thinking Paul Walker. That was who I was thinking. Oh my God. No, that's... No. He's... That's um, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fast and Furious. He, he's um, he's no longer here. No longer with rest us. In, rest in peace. Mm. Um, yeah. Apart from that, that's basically it. It's, that has monopolized my life. For the Brilliant. Part of oh, I'm, I'm glad it's been such a success. I know you're really looking forward to it. And I know you're nervous about it as well. So I'm glad that it, it's mm. sort of held held up to what you expected. Speaking of video games, because I'm not big on video games, obviously. You, we, we know this. Um, I am having a bit of a, a real sort of dilemma because I... It's not a dilemma. It's just a bit disappointing, but also excitement. The You know the new Harry Potter game that's coming out, the open world one? Yes. Yeah. So I am so hyped for Hogwarts that. Legacy or yep. something. That's the one. Uh, I pre-ordered it like back in January um, and mm-hmm. it, it's coming out very, very soon and it will arrive and I will play it. But it's got to the point now where like seven, eight, nine months has passed and I'm finally at the point where I kind of want to invest in a PS5. But like now that's coming on the PS4 and I'm like, it's not going to be as good, but I can't afford, and I can't really afford to do, but, and it'll just be a waste of that game. I can't just like buy, get the PS4 game that I've ordered. And then, and then it's just like, I wish I'd thought about this properly and I could have just got the PS5. Are there any, and- are there any upgrade options? Is there like a, because, because some of the like old gen games, if you buy mm. a PS4 copy, mm. there's an option if you buy, if like later down the line, you buy a PS5. You can then upgrade your PlayStation 4 version for a set price of like £15 or something. Oh. Um, I know that Ghost of Tsushima did that. Death Stranding did that. If you own a physical copy of the game, yeah, um, then you can put the physical uh. copy into the PS5 and then you can upgrade later if you I'll choose to, to boost I'll your have, hardware. I'll have to look at that. That's, that. that's positive. There might be options then moving down the line. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, nice. All right. Well... Let's leave it there. Thank you all for listening. Um, leave it there. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.